Flickerland are proud partners of True Bloods and they have everything you need to make your dad's day this Father's Day. Dable, what will you uh, be getting Father Baxter for Father's Day? I might just pop down to Liquorland Mads and grab, grab him a slab of beers, plenty to choose from down at Liquorland, no doubt. I would have thought, Dable. Look, uh, the faithful, fill your dad's glass with something special. Liquorland have got the gifts dads love. Give dad something he'll hopefully share with you. Do you reckon uh, Father Baxter will be sharing the beers with you, Dable? Oh, look, I reckon I might sneak in a, a cheeky six-pack and, and crack it open with him, mate. That'll be a nice touch. Delightful. Look, you can also sign up today to get alerts on when your favourite drinks are on special and get $10 off your first purchase. For great deals on a wide range of alcohol, go to liquorland.com.au or visit your local store. Please drink responsibly. T's and C's apply. See online for details. Deeble, let's start the show. Let me just tell you, boys, it's great. Oh, please, Dave, tell me how good it was. <laughs> it's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Deeds. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Back via Zoom, my name's Dave Baxter, your host with co-host Madison Clark. As we said, in lockdown, still here in Melbourne, so we're over uh, over Zoom. We apologise for the quality, but we're getting it out for the faithful. How are you, Mads? How's the week been? How are you feeling after the Saturday night performance, mate? I thought the Saturday... I, I will not go backwards in coming forwards, Dave. I thought the Saturday night performance was concerning. I know there are reasons why it was like that. I just wanted to see a little bit more. Yeah, mate. Yes, un- understandably so. Um, I take, I personally take a bit more of a positive approach to it after sort of getting a bit of a touch-up in the St Kilda game, which obviously that was a major concern, to put in a performance like that against North where I did like how we did come out and our pressure was absolutely elite. The pressure gauge um, on on Fox Footy was through the roof, which was a great sign, and we started really yes. well. Um, that that was sort of the, one of the good things to come out of the weekend. Um, obviously, no buddy there. Haywood stepping up, having six uh, shots at goal, um, kicking the three. Look, I, I think North are just a little bit better than everyone thinks, and uh, I agree. That that's just sort of how I take it. Take it, mate. Obviously, with Mills not in the, in the midfield either, they're sort of you know the as you said the the reasonings behind maybe not such a, a dominant support uh, performance as we would like to see. Well, no, I I tend to agree. I know I know that that all makes logical sense, and I know it's important to look at the look at the positives and and make sure you you're putting perspective into things. I'm completely cognizant of that, Dave's. But I just, or, or I think as, as a baseline, I just want to see four quarters of footy. I've just been, I've been really hoping I'll see it. And, um, and this is just another situation where we, we, we addressed an issue that was plaguing our, our side for, for the last couple of weeks, and that was a slow start. We addressed that, we started quickly, and then we fell asleep. And we just took the foot off the pedal. And I understand, you know, some of the key 
prime movers in, in your sort of mills. Um, what was it there? Um, Buddy wasn't there. I, I, I know all this. I just think it doesn't take, um, you know, all those in, in people in terms of personnel to be able to put in a four-quarter performance. I don't think it should be that hard. And I don't think it, um, it poses a problem for mine. And I think we really, that's, that's the one thing I'm looking for this week against Gold Coast. If we really want to hit our straps and hit some form at the right time and have the impact that I want us to in September, we need a four-quarter performance. I don't, I don't care if it's close. I don't care if we don't blow them out of the water. I just want to be playing good football, breaking lines. And unfortunately, we've lost a, a guy who tends to do that. But I just want to see a full game performance and, and get get that sort of into into our mindset and and the way we go about it moving into September, Debel. That's what I want. Yeah, it's the the lapses in concentration, the the lapses in pressure, which are the concerning things moving forward into September. And as you saw in the in the post that I put up on Sunday on, on reflection of the game, that's the first thing that I said was the the four we need a four per quarter performance because that's what cuts the mustard come September. And if we have these lapses of lack of pressure, lack of execution and lack of intent, we're going to get torn up even, even by these sides like that, that we're probably going to play in Essendon and GWS. Like we saw in that GWS game, you know, two, three weeks ago now, that first quarter, they put us to the sword. They have the ability yep. to put us to the sword. And so do Essendon. They're a, they're a very good offensive, aggressive side. So we cannot afford... Uh, to have those lapses in concentration, Matt. That's that's what I mean. It's just not going to cut it come September. It's just not. It's simply not. I, I don't. I, I refuse to accept going out um, in an elimination final just because we haven't been able to pull four quarters of football together. It's it's actually not that hard. And the, the problem was, I know I know Will was great. I know Papley was great. But there were key moments in, I believe it was the second quarter or the third quarter, that they just had pings at goal. And if they had just gone back to fundamentals, found a better option or just straightened up and, and kicked the goal, it would have never been in doubt. But it was those little lapses in concentration and judgment um, that, that put the game very much in doubt to the point where North were literally less than a kick behind us. If we lost that, I know we can't move uh, ladder spaces, Debs. I know we can't, but that would have been a real issue if we had lost that game. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Look, just to put a bit of a, a positive twist on it, it's, I'd rather it be happening now two or three weeks out Agreed. from finals, mate. And we were That five-week patch where we were playing some unbelievable footy, you know, against the Dogs the three quarters after quarter time against GWS, that, that's peak Swans footy. Yes, it's still not four quarters of footy, but that is peak Swans footy. And that's what we I need would... to be playing come September. And it's just, yeah, that's, that's what we need to be producing coming into September, I guess. And, and on the back of that, I don't think we've spent all our tickets. I honestly don't. I think there is 
a, a reasonable and logical way to look at it is we're just going to get to the finals and we're going to fall over. I, I think the positive for not playing our best footy the last couple of weeks is that we, we are primed potentially to hit our straps again. Um, yeah. And I think resting Buddy was a fucking masterstroke, Deebs, because they knew that pre-finals buy was going to go. So I have, I have no issue with them doing that whatsoever. The same as Lloyd, mate. Um, you know, he's yep. one of the older bodies. You know, this would just be a niggling little knee thing that he's got going on, and it, it, it's a great move. Uh, it was even not risking Mills the other night would have been on the back of saying, yeah, we don't think there's going to be a pre-finals buy, so why would we bother? Yeah, look, the, the Mills one is going to be funny, Mads, because it, it's Achilles tendonitis, right? And the reason he didn't get up in the warm-up um, last week was because they were not able to get the load into that Achilles. And then as soon as you as you sort of put a bit more load through it, it, it's flared up. So Mills is a bit of a concern getting him out there and being at, at a good level to operate. But by what we understand, he's been working with this all year. Um, and it, yeah, hopefully exactly. just flare up and, you know, the extra week off is going to be good. But by all intents and purposes, Horse is going to be playing the sort of best side available on the weekend um, to sort of, I think, keep that momentum going through. He said he wants more of a battle-hardened um, team and he wants to have the so – it sounded to me like he wants to have a uh, – we're getting off topic from the, the North game, but it sounded sounds to me like he wants to um, go in to the first final with a, a very similar team that he goes into against Gold Coast. Yeah, and that and that's what we want to see, really. We want to be – Battle, yeah. battle fit, ready to go, ready to fire, an informed team ready to, you know, really take I just don't think, we play. I just don't think that will include Mills. Yeah, look, there's every chance. It's um it's a yeah, it's a very tender spot to be playing with is the Achilles. And, you know, a few things to come out of the weekend which which were massive is, you know, the the hamstring injury to JPK, which seems to be relatively minor, um, and also Blakey with the with the cracked tibia or fibia. Yeah, um, yeah. Jeez, that's disappointing, isn't it? It is. It, it is really seen such a, a big improvement from a player like that relatively quickly. Mads, it's it's not too often you see a player go back and play a different position, do your craft in in the VFL for a month. And then be able to execute at AFL level. It's um, reflecting on on what how Blakey's developments come along this year. It, it's a massive effort by the kid. Look, he could have, and probably if this was two Nick Blakey two years ago or, or one year ago, how long has he been playing for? Yeah, um, he may well have dropped his head and spent the rest of the year in the VFL. Shows maturity and. Deeble, we invited him to the fucking party, mate. We invited him and he, and he came along off half back. Yeah, absolutely, mate. He, he was absolutely phenomenal in his role that he was playing and just that extra dynamic and it's something we're going to have to cover for uh, moving forward, mate. But just jumping into a few performances from the weekend, um, Paps was lively up forward. Haywood got the job done. Uh, the Messiah, Tom Hickey, was fantastic. How was that pick-up with one hand, Mads? Did you like that? <laughs> I've replayed it that many times. 
he was pivotal in stemming the flow when when the game was uh, there to be won. He really stepped up. Yeah, absolutely. The the thing with Hickey and I don't know. I think maybe I was one. Maybe took him a little bit negative on his, you know, hit out numbers. I would. I would. Sort Not of about hit outs with Hickey. Exactly. Yeah, and that's sort of what I, what I've come to learn is yes, he's pro, he's either going to break even or you know lose the taps, but it's what he does with those taps. It's relatively effective. Yeah, I think he had twenty three or twenty four on the weekend. And nine of them were to advantage. And that is yeah. a massive, massive stat. Um, yep. for, you know, our clearance numbers and that type of thing. But his ground ball, uh, you know, work is second to none. And he's uh, doing a really good job for us, as we all know this year. Yeah, no, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, he Just the way he gets around the ground and he uh, he's a target, he can receive a handball, he can give a handball. These are things that Ruckman can't usually do, dudes. Yeah, absolutely. So he, um, I, I honestly think he'll be higher on the best in Paris than you think. Yeah, absolutely. And he hasn't missed too many games. You know, I think it's only maybe three or four with that lingering knee injury. But, yeah, he's been sensational this year. And just to touch on Wilbur again, he, you know, he's had the 11 marks as well. Um, that That's massive stats, sort of. He was the man we went to on the, on the hit-up target and he was able to perform, which is, you know, to have a string like that to your bow um, is really good. You know, in the absence of Buddy, we showed, you know, at the start of the year, we can do it without Bud. But, you know, hopefully Wilbur can take this forward, this form forward and, you know, have the same impact with Buddy um, in the side as well. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Wilbur is such a good target up forward, um, and I think he's going to have a big September uh, for mine, Debel. Um, there's three things that I wanted to touch on that I that I took out of the game that I thought were fantastic, and it, really, it, it speaks to the fact that we identify issues and we rectify them midweek in training. We won the centre clearances 17 to 8, which is something that we've been losing. Um, clearances in total 38 to 43. Uh, tackles, we dominated them in tackles um, and led the whole time, which um, we're putting real pressure on the ball carrier. Um, and interestingly, we won the free kick counts as well, um, which probably means we're the first of the footy. Um, which is certainly nothing that we were doing last week. But uh, all, I, I agree with you, we're tailor-made to sort of hit our straps if we can make it all work together this weekend. Yeah, and that's sort of, you know, on this pod, Mads, we, we manifest things. We make things happen. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest to the faithful, you you came in with a, with a slight negative attitude onto here this morning, but... Not this morning, tonight, I should say. It is night time, Ads. We're recording this for the faithful. But I think it's important to see what we can do moving forward and how this can build. And, you know, a lot does sort of, you know, rest on how how we do perform this week. Um, It's sort of, it's a funny way how we've sort of gone about the season. You know, we started on fire, had a bit of a lull there in the middle, played another, you know, five, six-week patch, which was unbelievable. 
and then we've had a, a slight lull for two weeks. Um, so I, I, I agree with you in theory. Yeah. But I'm actually, the reason I'm being critical and the reason I'm being deliberately critical is I see us differently now. I see us differently to how I saw us at the start of the year. I see us differently to how I saw us in the middle of the year. I don't think, I honestly don't think, a, a colleague said to me, you're just a young team that's playing playing above themselves at the moment. I vehemently disagree with that. And I honestly think we are a very, very good football side. And, and I think it's all come together. We've got the right young guys. We've got the, the guys who have had a couple of years in the system now that are really hitting their straps. I think we've, we've identified talent really well. So I'm not... I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm not going to accept um, mediocre half-baked performances anymore. So I'm, I'm not I'm not just going to be like, oh, you know, they're young, oh, this and that. I'm happy to look at the positives from it, but I'm also going to be critical when I know we can do so much better than that against sides that are beneath us. Yeah, 100%, mate. And you make a really good point there is the, you know, the youngness isn't an excuse anymore. Uh, you know, we've spent our time at the bottom of the ladder and we have turned it around relatively quick, which is, which is a great thing for our, us supporters. But, yeah, getting that consistency into our game and it's, yeah, it's the performances where, as we half about all the time on this show, is getting that four-quarter performance and, you know, we've probably only seen it, you know, five or six times this year, you know, the, the complete game as such. Um, just quickly, Tom McCartan's a jet. Justin McInerney's a jet. Rowey is out of form, but I thought he was better. Gordon's a jet. Harry uh, McLean is a jet as well. Um, probably didn't didn't kick as many goals as he probably would have liked to, but um, he's my pick over Sam Reid any day of the week. Mate, and let's it's just... not on Sam. Sam's been a servant. He's just uh, I would prefer him if, if you're going to play him, play him down back. For a yep. little bit more hot. But McLean, to me, is a great target. He's a great contested mark. He doesn't run under the ball. I really like it. Even just kicking one goal one, I really like the way he went about it. Mate, it's a, it's a, the way he did it. It's the He played on Ben Mackay, who is, you know, one of the, the more dangerous, you know, big-bodied defenders and up-and-coming riddled with talent and he gave him an absolute bath mate he's had you know 11 kicks two handballs and 10 grabs just quietly and you know i think i think three or four of them were contested as well i haven't got that number in front of me but he he was sensational mate and we have not seen uh, a ball clunking grab performance like that out of sam reed in four years yeah and this is a bloke who gets thrown around. He's the, the rescue guy when someone's injured or someone's rested. McLean comes in and does the job every time. Yes, there was probably, you know, a little lull there, um, you know, when his kicking went off and he was a little bit out of form. But nine times out of ten, he has performed this year. And I just – I trust him for, a, you know, a wholehearted 100% effort that executes well over Sam Reid, and that's my honest opinion. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, two more I want to touch on. Oh, I read and I loved seeing on the ground because he's such a competitor. Um, I know he didn't have a, much of an influence. He didn't didn't spend, obviously, a lot of 
a lot of time on the ground considering Blakey um, got injured halfway through. But he just tries hard. I, re- I really like that. He's, he's definitely definitely got that sort of bloods about him. Yeah, um, but- uh, I think just to touch on O'Reardon, I really – he could be the surprise packet that gets thrown into, you know, the side. I haven't included him in in my side, which I put up before, but he, he's got that X factor. He's got that Irish quickness off half back. And although I wouldn't say proven, you know, it wouldn't be a complete shock to see him playing that half back runoff role. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I want to talk about Braden Campbell, but I just want to touch on a couple of others. Yep. What did you think of um, Malikin? Absolutely serviceable for being out of the game, you know, a long, long time. He didn't look behind. Yep. Um, you know, few, few, he's always going to have his moments in games, I think, but comes down to team balance, I guess, Mads. Um, if we need the, you know, the bigger defender body, um, I suppose Malikin has to play, but... Um, yeah, he's the interesting one of, you know, moving forward the next couple of weeks. Braden Campbell, talk to me. Sensational effort to come into the side, play a different role to what he has been doing. Uh, Loved him up board. Pressure was good. He's a good kick. He, you know, he took his opportunity in front of goal, kicked it. I think he's going to have that young, sort of young, go get him attitude apply that pressure that we need up forward and yeah, can definitely see him playing a role up, up forward. And, you know, it, it doesn't put as much responsibility on him, you know, having to pull off and execute that, that kick, which he does have in him. Don't get me wrong, but you know, the, the five or six games he did play before he went down um, with the injury, I think, uh, you know, he just put a bit too much pressure on himself, you know, trying to execute that kick. Yeah, but he's a stunning kick of the footy. He's a stunning him kick of the footy. But I, him and Errol. Fuck. I just think he's so – he was just looked dangerous up forward too, Mads. I, I really did like it. and Crash backs. Yeah, looking to be execute that kick inside 50. Probably didn't see it too much on the weekend, but you know he's got the ability. So, yeah, look, he's an exciting prospect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who else have we got there, Mads? The usual, the usual suspects. George Hewitt's, you know, last seven, eight weeks, he's going to command, you know, a big price. Um, whether he's still here at the Swannies, obviously we, we won't know um, till list management, you know, comes across him. Being the restricted free agent, um, if we can't, can't match the money, uh, he'll be going elsewhere. But he's definitely... That's, that's why he's probably likely to leave because we're probably not going to be able to match the money. Yeah, exactly right. You'd love to keep George. He's, he's, he's in between. He's sort of, you know, he's a B-plus player. But, you know, his last, his last six weeks, seven weeks has been A-grade. You know, if you, you're playing that footy for a full season, you know, you, you're commanding big bucks. So it, it'll be interesting to see the type of money that gets thrown at him. Yep, yep. Um, there's been a bit of conjecture, conjecture, Dable, if you will. Ollie Florent. His game on the weekend, yeah. Well, just him in general, him this season, I've heard people have been comparing him to Zach Jones in terms of his disposal. Yeah. Which I think is probably tough 
but I can understand where it's coming from. He does turn it over a little bit. Um, I think he's probably not where I thought he would be at at this point. But I mean, people develop it um, at different rates. What, what do you what do you make of him? Yeah, Ofo's a, a bit of a funny one. You know, he's got 91 games under the belt now. Uh, yeah, look, I'm just jumping into his stats from the weekend because I did have one of my fellow Swanee mates uh, say Oflo is absolutely killing us in that first quarter. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he, I think he's a smart footballer for mine, Mads. He, Yours, Dave. He gets in the right positions and he always seems to be in dangerous positions and his work rate's good. He gets out on, you know, on the overlap. And I, I think it's, you keep playing him. I, it's, it's not a position. Oh, you keep playing him. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think it's been a little bit critical for mine. I agree. I agree. I think he's, I think he's got a great footy head. Um, and you're absolutely right. He to, to play as we know, playing on the wing is very difficult. It's very deep. You, you you have to you have to go to the right spaces. You've got to have a good footy head to, to be effective on the wing. And you know what? That's why I'm not saying Blakey doesn't have a good footy head. He's just not as mature as Ollie is, and so it's harder to to inject yourself in the game and be effective. I think I think Ollie's a really a really good footballer. You just have to develop at different rates. Yeah, and he, look, I've just found what I was looking for. He's gone at he's gone at the seventy five percent by disposal, so that's more than serviceable. I personally didn't notice it massively on the weekend. Um, not to say that there he didn't have his moments where he you know turned the ball over and that type of thing, but yeah, he's he's one to stick with, and um, I think he's proven himself. Um, you know, the last twenty four, you know, last year year or two that he's definitely up to the standard. I think the knock on him, because I can see here he didn't even turn, he didn't technically turn it over once, but I think the knock on him that I've been seeing on social media is that he generally just kicks to packs. He yeah. doesn't doesn't often pinpoint um, yeah. targets. And we know we play our best footy when we're hitting up short, short targets. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, look, Stick with Oflo, he'll come to the party, I'm sure, come September. Now, Mads Parks again, 25, best set shot in the league, fantastic effort. Harry Cunningham with the 26 disposals. Harry was low-key for mine, one vote. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely gets the job done more than he doesn't, that's for sure. But, yeah, geez, yeah. McLean's the big one to take out of the weekend for me. He's to take 10 clunking grabs like he did. He's got to play this week and, and push his, um, you know, he, his name for selection. And I think we have to see the side without a Sam Reid in there to see how it operates. The one thing that put, gets put up for, you know, discussion, does that make us too small without Sam Reid in the side? Uh, potentially, but, you know, I'll, I'll back in Rampy. I'll back in Tom McCartan and I'm probably backing in Malikin this week. So you back them to get it done up that end of the ground and everything flows from there. Yep. Agreed. Heaney's the, the we've gone through we've gone through literally everyone. Yeah. Heaney's the other one. Um, and I think he's just down on form a little bit, to be honest. 
Well, it, it's oh, see, I, I don't know about that, Mads. Like, it's only three weeks ago he's kicking five goals um, and and tearing yeah. the game apart, but but he's always been inconsistent. Yeah, and the, and the, that's what you're going to get as you know that second, third up performer. Um, up but, forward. but he's he is better than that, and you know it. Oh, he's way better than that. I totally agree, but show me someone that does that week in, week out, paint, playing that position. Like, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I, I'm not going to say he's out of form because he's definitely getting the job done. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't know. I just I see I see the raw talent, and I think he's in in terms of just raw talent, he's in the top ten players in the AFL. Oh, no question, mate. And I, I understand where you're coming from 100%, but... The difference between good and great is consistency. Yeah, exactly right. And until he was sort of... Like, where do you think Isaac Heaney ends up? Does he end up a midfielder? No, he's a forward. He's a forward, but is he, is he going to be able to dominate the game as, you know, a 188-centimetre key forward? How tall Stringer? He's a midfielder now, though. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless he's playing that role, it's it's, it's not going to happen. I just can't see him. I, I, you know how gung-ho I was for him being a midfielder. Yeah. And he does go in from time to time. Yeah. But I just I, I can't see any room for him in the midfield. Oh, well, it, I think it will, will happen when JPK is out of there. You know, it will with, happen. Yeah. I, I th- with with the the now team as a, sorry go on. Who would you prefer in the midfield, like a an Isaac Heaney or say a Warner? Yeah, look, Warner's been played in there from day one, so we know what he can do. Um, and you know we've seen it from time to time in his first, you know, not not even his first couple of years. Heaney was played up forward, and then. Once he sort of found his feet at AFL level, he's been thrown around everywhere. And we saw it did see him in the midfield from time to time. I just don't think he's I been guess, given a real the, good run. I get, yeah, I guess the the unfortunate issue and the reason why we, we haven't seen a lot of him in the midfield is because A, Mills was always ahead of him for getting a shot in the midfield. And we've had a pretty sacked midfield for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But I think once, um, you know, once some of these older guys, you know, move on, once Buddy retires, once JPK retires, you know, you're, you're going to be playing Logan McDonald up forward, players like that. McLean's, you know, gets a spot in there. And then, you know, Heaney's got more, you know, room to put it, inject himself into the midfield like Mills has potentially. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell, Mads, but that has been comprehensive as always. We take home the Chockeys against North Melbourne. Um, Mads. They're good. They're good. Yeah, they've improved. There's no doubt. But we're going to jump into segment two, Mads, which is a little bit of social engagement. And geez, we, we love, love a bit of social engagement. We do, Mads. We do. But we will be back right after this break. You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Devil? I love the Swannies. You love the Swannies? So do I, Devil. You know what I don't like, Mads? What do you not like, Devil? I hate how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it? Just kill you. It absolutely kills me. And that's why we do this podcast. Please 
like, subscribe, and leave a review on all the True Bloods forums. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So please jump on there, and please just tell one friend. One friend. Yes, Mads? Speaking words of wisdom. Up, up the, the Swatties. Welcome back to True Bloods. Live from the internet, not the studio tonight, Devil, which Lord knows I'm not a fan of, but I am sitting in my... Jollymont apartment overlooking Melbourne Park, and it's quite a nice night out there. Um, you actually came out with the social question today, which um, which is very good, um, and I think it got a lot of engagement, got people talking. Um, do you want to take us through it step by step, Deeble? Oh, Mads, thank you for that invitation, mate. I, I thoroughly appreciate that. And what I went with this week, faithful, was. It's always said to take it one week at a time with no pre-finals by and a lot, a lot of our attention and focus turns to the elimination final. What is our best 22, keeping in mind our injuries at the moment? For ours, we think JPK, JPK gets up and our team is listed below. Uh, one in one, um, one in one out is the policy for the answers. So I will run through the side bands because I think that's relatively important to uh, get some context around the answers. I would say so, Deeble. Very good. So from the back line, we have Lloyd, Rampy and Fox. Yes. At half back, we have McInerney, McCartan and Cunningham. The centre line, Florent, Kennedy and Dawson. Half forward, Heaney, McLean, and Goulden. The forward line, Papley, Franklin, and Haywood. The Rucks, Hickey, Parker, and Mills, with the interchange being Hewitt, Warner, Wicks, and Rowbottom. So the, the key notable outs of our side is Sam Reed, Malikin, Campbell, Sinkers, Stevens, Armadi, McDonald, and Bell. That sort of makes up the you know the core guys who have come through um, the side this year. So yeah, best answers will be featured in the potty as always. Beautiful, Dable. Very, very good stuff. Um, let's read out some responses. I want to go with Saundo. Saundo looks all good to me. Chuck Campbell in at Medisub and the team is ready for a huge finals tilt. If anyone's worried about our form over the last couple of weeks, if anyone here is worried that we've gone off the boil, just look at this best 22 and know we are in good hands. Finals are a different ball game and the Swans are about to crank it up. Yeah, yeah, some good points there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Braden Campbell could definitely make his way into the side and... But, you know, someone has to come in for those players going out, which is sort of the, the key point that I did put forward. Um, and we've been critical of this guy this year, Mads, in Sam Wicks, and he was in our side. But, you know, the last three weeks have probably been a little bit down for mine, Mads. He's, he's had the 11 touches and five tackles against the Kangaroos, which is... Definitely serviceable, and he hit the scoreboard. But the previous two games before that, he's only had the six and the ten and only three tackles in two weeks. 
So he could be the one whose sort of position comes up for discussion, I think, coming in, into September. You know what? I, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I, I quite like him. Just on, you know, on form, I think either having Robottom or Campbell as the Medi sub is probably a good option because they're guys that you know can just inject themselves into the game. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. Imagine having Braden Campbell as your medical sub. Yeah, 100%, Mads, and that's probably something I've, you know, I've missed there. I've only got the 22 there, not with the, you know, the extra medical sub. Um, so he probably would be the one to come off, um, you know, the unlucky to miss there. But, yeah, he definitely yep. showed a, a, another string to his bow on the weekend, and that's what you need, uh, you know, coming into finals is, you know, a bit of versatility, Mads. And Campbell's yes. definitely shown that, you know, being at a very, you know, immature six games or whatever it is at the moment. Now, you were going to run through Gavin Belzari. I will. He, I'll jump into him. He's gone Belzari. fine. Belzari? Belzari? What do you reckon? I would go with Belzari. Belzari yeah. for mine, Mads. And, and, big, and big Gav goes with for mine, boys. You've almost nailed it. I'll swap McLean to full forward and have Lance at centre-half forward. Warner on the wing and Florent on the bench. Wicks out on current form. The logical replacement is Bell. Tommy would be happy to hear that. And you <laughs> and you know it makes sense. Um, Armity or Campbell as the Medi sub. Um, definitely some good points to consider there. And that, that's sort of, yeah, you know, I've missed a, missed a little trick there not including the Medi sub. But, look, that's really big. Um you know, it's got to be a well-thought-out, you know, position in the side because if an injury goes down, um, obviously you don't know where that's coming from and it's got to be someone who's relatively versatile. Yep, you have to have somebody dynamic. Exactly right, Mads, exactly. I um, wouldn't mind running through with... Sorry, I had him before. We'll go, we'll go with old mate Damien Arnold. Damo, big Arnold. Um, yeah, that's pretty bang on, boys, especially if it's against GWS. My only concern is coming up against a taller forward line, in which case Malikin in for that's a hard one, McLean or Fox, I guess, are both very rough to miss. Also, I hate to say this, but maybe Reed's ability to swing back and play second ruck keeps him in the best 22. He's due for a good game. It's only been a couple of years since he attended a party. But maybe I'm just living in an alternate reality where he doesn't run under the ball every time. Anyway, he'd come in for McLean. So it's interesting. We're, we're in lockstep with that. If he's going to play the swingman role, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't like him as a key forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree there, Mads. And, it's, you know, it's one of the... He's one of the most talked about players on this pod. Um, and typically we're normally a, a quite an upbeat pod and positive and, you know, try to put a positive swing on things. But Sam Reid, since he's come back into the side, has, I don't know, hasn't lived up to the expectation for mine. And I just, he's just been so frustrating, I think, because he was on that good money, not performing for a long time. I think it leaves a bit of a bitter taste in your mouth and we, we need more output 
out of a player like Sam Reid at the end of the day. And I don't think we're getting it. And when he has got his opportunities up forward, Mads, he hasn't been taking them. It's like he's forgotten how to kick a set shot. His ball drop is all over the place. He's not just missing them. He's not kicking the ball well and just missing. He's kicking it shocking off the foot. And these are the things that you have to consider coming into a finals campaign is you have to take every single opportunity that comes into your hands. You have to take it with both hands and execute. And I just don't trust Sam Reid at the moment. And I don't, I don't think I ever will again, in all honesty. I agree. Do you know my thoughts on Sam Reid? Yeah. Absolutely, Mads. But it's been a, a solid, solid segment too, mate. And, Look, it's really coming up against the Gold Coast this week. It's really about building towards, um, you know, the finals and, and our elimination final, our do-or-die clash. And it, it's a bit of a funny way to go forward with, uh, you know, another week is looking about, you know, the week forward. It's typically something you don't do in AFL, but I think especially coming in against a, a Gold Coast side um, who hasn't performed all year and for all intensive purposes, Mads, has the queue in the rack. But, look, we've there's plenty to consider for the week. The next week is all, all I'm saying. Yeah. And we're, we're in a unique situation where we probably – we're the only ones really, us in Brisbane, who are not in a who, – whose, whose position is set in stone, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think a, even if we won and Brisbane lost, I, I don't think we would jump above them, would we? I don't think no. our percentage is even in the in the wheelhouse. So we're locked into six. You, you're 100% bang on there. And, yeah, it's, a, it's very unique and it'll be interesting to see. Look, at and this, you know, could come into horse's mind of thinking is you sort of going out there like it's any other week and, going to play it like any other week and sort of build for the week after. Um, that's what I'm liking that attitude from horse. Yeah, same, same. And if you if you do have a spare moment, just jump on to um, the social question and have a look at Samuel Hayden's um, finals team, um, which has an emphasis on size. I'll just give you a couple of the highlights. You've got McLean at full back. You've got... Uh, you've got... Logan McDonald, Lance Franklin, Callum Sinclair, Sam Reid, and Joel Amati all fighting for the fourth line. It's um, it's it's good for a laugh. Yeah, absolutely, Mads. He's uh, he's always good for a laugh, that man. But we'll be back with uh, segment three after this, Mads. But do we first, have a, a message from our sponsor? Do we? We do. We do. We've got another sponsor from Liquorland. Here it is. While we take a break from talking Swannies, Liquorland have been there for Sydney supporters from wooden spoons to finals wins. Don't forget Father's Day is just around the corner and Liquorland have you covered. From quality reds, he can't refuse to fancy beers crafted for dad. Deeble, uh, what will you be uh, getting Father Baxter this Father's Day? Yeah, look, we might uh, we might go the slab of beers and with a, a cheeky whiskey as well. And just a, a quick reminder that Father's Day is on the 5th of September. 
Very good, Debo. Very, very good to remind the faithful. Now, remember, you can sign up today and get $10 off your first purchase. Just visit legaland.com.au with 30-minute click and collect also available. Please drink responsibly. T's and C's apply. See online for details. Okay, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to True Bloods, Mads, Liquorland on board. How good is that? Who would have thought? Who would have thought the True Bloods boys been hussing away for two, three years, land their first spawn, and it's Liquorland. We love it. We love the Grenache Hour. We froth everything about Liquorland, and we love having them on board. We do, Debel. We do. And uh, look, we've got an interesting game coming up. Absolutely, we do, Mads. Very interesting. 145. I don't even know where's it being played, Mads. Marvel, I believe. But who knows? Marvel. But uh, yeah, the Saturday uh, afternoon time slot. So, you know, this is the way you set out your day. If you haven't listened to the pod already, you wake up on Saturday morning, you make yourself a nice latte or a cappuccino or something along those lines. You flick on True Bloods, whether it's on your Spotify or your Apple or your Google Chrome podcasting services, and you listen to the boys, and it's the perfect pregame ads. Yeah, that was just heaven that you were describing there, Dable. <laughs> oh, no, it's uh, in this uh, lockdown world that we're in, you know, in Melbourne and Sydney, the majority of uh, our, uh, you know, audience base, there would just be like music to their ears, Mads. <laughs> as... as- <laughs> As Picasso is to painting, our, our podcast is to their ears, Mads. <laughs> Good footy content. It is, mate. But we come up with, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, we come up in a, a bit of a funny situation where our ladder position cannot change as it has been, you know, the last couple of weeks. Uh, look, it has no impact on where we finish this season. Technically, we're getting a home final, but it will not be played at home, as we know. But we come up against the Gold Coast, who have been pretty dismal the last few weeks, copying a hiding from Melbourne and then from the Essendon on the weekend, mate. Um, how do you see this one playing out? A uh, 10-goal win. No, we we agreed we never say 10-goal wins again. I've never said that before on this podcast. I just want to make that clear. And that was facetious. We will win by three goals. Um, <laughs> but, Debs, that, yeah, you talk about cue in the rack. I, I just, I agree. As I said, I just want to see four quarters of footy. It's all I want to see. It's all I want to see. And I, I don't mind if we just beat them or, or beat them. I just want to see us hit some form um, shot, or, or even for it to be tight and then we blow them out of the water in the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't care. I just want to see performances from the bottom six. To be honest, that's who I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching your sandwiches. Going to be watching your robots, right? I'm going to be watching those sort of guys to uh, just sort of see how they perform because we know we've got a lot of depth, thieves, and it's going to be nobody's a walk-up starter. You've you've got to play your best footy to put yourself up for selection. Um, in that elimination final. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And it's a really good point. And it's probably a, you know, there's going to be some guys fighting for, you know, those last three or four spots um, in this side. So everyone's going to be able out there to put their best foot forward. But we know 
our brand of footy is a real team brand of footy. The structures have to be right. The, you know, the, you know, the, the, what's the right word? Just like the team continuity has to be synergy, synergy. That's what I'm looking for, Mads. That's why you're here. You're here to help me out with those hard words, mate. Yeah. The synergy has <laughs> got to be flowing and, you know, it goes a long way to how we play our footy. So I'm really just looking to build on these awesome, awesome foundations that we've put down this year. As we've said before on this podcast, our footy is categorically the best footy that will beat anyone on its day. And I'm telling you, that third quarter against GWS a few weeks ago is the best footy that has been played by a club this year. And if we can build up to playing that footy, you know, come September consistently, we can go a long way in finals, mate. But um, it, it starts this week and, you know, it's it's been happening all season, but it's a really important week for for the side, mate, and and the club. It's huge um, because this is essentially we we as as we've mentioned, we have the benefit of essentially having a dry run um, at, at, at finals. I know the team that we're playing isn't um, up to the level that we will be playing in the finals, but. We know that Horse wants to put a, a finals-like battle-hardened team in and uh, and we get to see how they go, um, you know, a week before it really matters, which is um, beneficial, I think. Yeah, absolutely, Mads, no doubt. Do you think Buddy will come back? Uh, I think he does, mate. I think that Horse said that, you know, they just wanted to get some specific training into him and some, you know, precautionary training, if anything. And I think it was like some high-speed stuff um, that they wanted to get into him. So that's going to prime Bud, um, you know, come back in, get his touch back um, this week and, yeah, get ready to go bang and, you know, possibly get to his thousandth goal this year. Uh, That that would be huge. But, yeah, we know what we want from the lads and I just hope hope we really see it, mate, because – It'd be, I would hate for this season to sort of, you know, turn into nothing. Um, I look, I, I expect us to really build into, you know, the following week um, coming off this game, mate. And yeah, you still have to put some time into the opposition. There's no doubt we're playing in, in the most elite competition in the country. And, you know, they've probably got an all Australian in, how do you say his name? Well, I went, I went. Took yeah. Miller. Took, that's it. Took Miller. Yeah. I, 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 think I, I think I went with Toik last time. Toik. <laughs> no wine there, Dable. Yeah. So he, he's definitely, you know, probably all Australian. So a nice tag yep. from, uh, you know, George will uh, suppress his impact on the game, which we probably haven't done the last three or four weeks. You know, George has been finding his own pill very easily. So do you but, even uh, bother this week? Yeah, probably not. But is it good to sort of, you know, hit some role players like that? Um, yeah, again, could be a good dry run for, for Hewitt because, you know what, odds are I reckon we're playing GWS first round. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't really want to play them. I think they match up really well against us. But I mean, you can only you can only play who you who you play, right? And you've you've got to you've got to find a way to beat them. So maybe it's a good dry run for him. Uh, and when I say him, I mean George to practice tagging Tuke Miller 
because he's probably going to be tagging Josh Kelly the week after. Yeah, exactly right, Mads. And I, I, I just think in AFL in general, the tag is underused. You know, to take out one of the best players on the, the opposition goes a long way to you winning a game. And yes, it shouldn't be the whole focus, but the effectiveness for mine, Mads, is underused. For yours, Devlin, I tend to agree. I'm an advocate. Big ad, where we are. We are big advocates. True Bloods are big advocates of the tag team. 100% Mads. And, you know, we, as I've said once already on this podcast, we manifest things on here, Mads. And I can feel that, you know, George is just going to get it. He's been, he's going to get called butter during the week because he's going to be going to a role. He's going to be given a role. And that's what George does best. Massive. Um, yeah, look, I, I, we just, we just, I want, I want consistency and continuity and synergy. Any other buzzwords you can think of that I can use there, Debel? Because I just want us to be primed and prepared. Because every time we fucking come up against GWS or, or someone of the like, they tend to match up well against us. Who are our options? Like, I don't think we need to spend a great deal of time talking about our game against Gold Coast, mate. Who are our options going to be? GWS and Essendon? Is that, are they really our, our two options? Yeah, who we come up against, mate. Um, yeah, look, obviously, yeah, it's probably a good thing to talk about, mate. So the Bombers sit inside the eight with more losses and wins that I loved reminding um, a couple of my Essendon mates who were getting very up and about, I must say, about the Dons. Um, and rightly so, they're playing some pretty dangerous footy. But they sit inside the eight with 10 wins and 11 losses. That's pretty shit out, Steve. Yeah, but you look, I think something to look at with them is their percentage is very healthy, which, you know, shows that they do play some good footy. Um, and, you know, they don't get blown away too often. And when they win, they win well. Um, and the Giants um, with 10 wins as well. But They are hitting their straps in a big way, the Giants. They really are. And they'll be getting Toby Green back this week. Um, but who have the Eagles got? So Eagles have to knock off Brisbane, right? Um, up at the Gabba, it probably will be with a home crowd. So that is, they're going to be up against it, Mads. But at the same time, they've got a lot on the line, a lot more than, you know, us sides sitting inside the eight as such. So I wouldn't put the upset past them. Um, look, and I'd love to see, you know, GWS um, I'm sorry, I should, should say West Coast come into the fold because I'd be very confident in beating them. Um, but yep. they're really the only ones who can sneak inside the eight. The, the Dockers, uh, their percentage is too low if they do manage to get the result this weekend. Um, but, yeah, that's sort of where it'll sit. And can, would, would the Eagles move up? Potentially if the Giants lost badly, um, along with the Bombers, the Eagles could move into seventh. So they're the only possible um, people we could play. Yeah, right. Jeez. Um, There's some big games. There's some big games. If Collingwood beat Essendon, that's all over Red Rover. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. Um, 
that, that's a big game. And I don't think Collingwood ever lie down to an Essendon side or, you know, whether they come up against a Melbourne um, or a Carlton, you know, they're, they're the big three. And I thought I could, Collingwood's always going to put up a fight for mine. So I'd love to see Collingwood get the result and then, you know, West Coast pull one out of the hat. That would be ideal. Indeed. We're at the pointy end. How quickly has this year gone? It has, mate. We're in September and I was sitting there, you know, sorry, coming up to September, you know, middle of August and round, last round of footy is upon us. And if you, if we said, Mads, that we potentially are sitting at 16 and 6, you know, 16 and 6 every other year I've looked at in the past 10 is a top four performance. So, you know, we're a bit stiff to how, you know, it's played out with the rest of the competition, but mate, the, the, the drastic improvement from us is, you know, whatever happens in the next couple of weeks, it, it's been a successful year. Um, but yeah, it's been fantastic to see the improvement from the bloods. Unbelievable. So what have, what have we had? 14 wins and seven losses. 15 and 15 and yeah, 14. No, I thought 14 and seven. Yep, 14 and seven. Yep. Were you on footy wire again, Dave? No, mate, it's just my brain just thinking I've already clocked the win from uh, the Gold Coast game, mate. That's all it is. <laughs> um, it's a massive effort, it's a monolithic effort. There are so many people who have played a part in it. Um, you know, even your, your Don Pikes, Horse has become the coach that we always wanted him to be. Um, I just, yeah, like you, I just don't want this to all be in vain. I, I really, I think we're thereabouts. I think this could be the start of something special, Debel. Yeah. And I want it to begin this year. I don't want to have to wait another year. I want us to, to really give it everything we've got because this has been a bizarre year. Um, but we just need to keep pushing for, for the next month. Absolutely, Mads, and I concur what you say there, mate. And hopefully we it all starts this week with a comprehensive win over the Gold Coast and we just show the signs that we're ready to peak come that first weekend in September. But we'll jump into the rest of the games for the, for the weekend, Mads. Doggies and Port Adelaide, probably the game of the round. Thoughts? Absolutely, and we'll play a big role in determining, you know, the finishing positions of the of the top four there. Um, I think where is it? It's in a marvel. Look, the dogs really have to come to the party here. They've they've been out of out of form for a couple of weeks, and I think if I'm anyone's right. limping into the finals. It's there. they are they are. Um, I'm gonna tip Port, mate. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm I'm just not sold in the in the dogs. And I think um, you know, the loss of Bruce is underrated. Uh, you know, it's just it's a structure thing with them, you know. That means Norton's got to take a lot more of the, you know, the next but best defender. And yeah, I think it might just take the take its toll on the dogs. Yep, no, fair enough. I, I reckon the dogs will win, but I reckon it'll be close. Um, yep. this is a good one. Richmond Hawthorne. I reckon yeah. Hawthorne get up. Yep, two sides that don't matter, mate. Fucking move on. <laughs> <laughs> How good's that? Fucking Richmond great, mate. Yeah, two cool. sides that don't matter. 
Don't matter, mate. Move on. Doesn't worry me. Does not worry me. Brisbane and West Coast. Again, another another game which will determine the eight. For the third time this podcast, Bads, I'm going to manifest it and West Coast, buddy, get the job done against the Lions. Yep, right. I'm going to say Lions, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping West Coast. That's it. Ooh. Maybe I underestimated what was the game of the round, because I reckon it's Geelong and Melbourne. Yeah, look, one and two, this determines the, uh, the minor yeah, the premium. Minor I think it will. Absolutely, yes. it will. Um, so, yeah, if the Cats can get it done, um, that would be a nice little result for the Catters. Well, see, interestingly, if Geelong dropped this game, they could... They could have dropped Yeah, righto. Righto. Um, what did the Cats do last week? They just got the job done against St Kilda... I think I'm, I'm going to tip Melbourne. Um, I think the the loss of Tom Stewart is massive, and Huge. reason that's my reason for tipping Melbourne. Yep, I reckon Geelong at GMHBA, but I reckon it will be close because of Tom Stewart. Yep. I think that's uh, probably the most significant injury um, that you could get at this time of season. Get T Backman gone. That's no good for them. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Carlton and GWS. GWS must win. Yep. Eddie Betts' last game. Yep. They might find something, but I think GWS do win and we do probably play them, you know, week one of the finals. But I'd love to see them get done. It'd be nice. Um, They are, yeah, the people they have to come back is just ridiculous. Yeah. Look, I will say one thing on, you know, those players coming back in. It is hard to just slot in and play that elite footy straight away, um, especially with someone like Canelio, who hasn't been in the best form this year. Um, He's not what I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah, Toby Green to come back in, I know that. But, yeah. you know, when the, when there's bulk changes to, you know, you know your captain and, and your best player coming back in, you know, whether the, the synergy flows as such, Mads, but... Yes, we'll agreed. What happens. Freo and St Kilda. Two sides just sitting outside the eight there and will both be, you know, doing their best to put their front, front foot... What the what would you even oh, say? Oh, their best foot forward. Yes. Um, I think Freo might get it done and keep that finals dream alive somehow. Very good. Yep. I uh, tend to think so as well. Uh, Collingwood and Essendon. Uh, go the Pies, um, but Essendon win, I think. Agreed. And irrelevant North Melbourne and Adelaide. Don't even give me a tip. Who cares? Yeah, very irrelevant. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to do it, Devil. I think we're both, as we were last uh, Tuesday night, absolutely destroyed. Yes, mate. It's been a, a big, big episode of True Bloods. Only hopefully, hopefully, we've got five or six left more of these these to do, Mads. But um, yes, yes. Hopefully, we're back in the studio by then. But this has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. And as we end every potty, 
speaking words of wisdom. Up, up this morning. morning. It's so bad. I don't know why we bother. Good night, <laughs> faithful.